Welcome to the Giant Silent Bob Minute. We're covering the movie Dogma, one minute at a time. Today we are covering Minute 66, quite possibly the greatest misunderstanding minute ever. I'm Jeff Ferry. And I'm Chris Starkatch. And I'm Bubba Wheat from It's Time to Rewind. All right, fellas, so this minute begins with Barry and Larry. It ends with a nice gay couple. (laughs) (laughs) I may have taken some poetic license there, but I feel like I hit all the the high points. (laughs) way you said it and reminded me of Newhart. This is, my name is Barry, this is my cousin Larry, and this is my other cousin Larry. <laughs> They're Daryl and Daryl. That's what yeah. it was. Larry yeah, and yeah, Daryl. Yeah. my brother Daryl. It's my other brother Daryl. <laughs> I only remember that because when I was younger we had, we caught two rabbits and we named one Daryl and his other brother Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when we were, when my daughter was a little younger, when I used to pretend to attack her, I would tell her that my fists were named Daryl and his other brother Daryl, which is a great joke for like a nine-year-old. Yeah, she's like, <laughs> for a thirty-five-year-old sitcom that she's never going to see. <laughs> and then she told me that her fists were named Rocky and Johnson, and I was like, "Oh, like The Rock?" And she's like, "Who's that?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I just thought she was like a huge, deep, like mid-90s WWF fan behind my back. <laughs> Listen, you never know. She could have been watching it on YouTube all this time. <laughs> I mean, Matt Damon just casually saying so. Jay says you're going to sleep with him. <laughs> it's just like a perfect <laughs> Matt Damon delivery. I'm just like, so that's going to happen, huh? <laughs> I just listened to it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then we get and everybody a, just stops and stares, and that's yeah. when the train goes by. And then we that. get to watch a train, uh, a model of a train. You Yay. think it's a model? It's only a model. <laughs> you think it's a model? I do think it's a model. I'm waiting for Godzilla to come and attack it. Yeah, it does. It does kind of look like that too. <laughs> I mean, it's a time cut. That's all it is. That's the whole point of it. Yeah. You just have to explain why we're in different seats when we come back. Right. But they don't explain it. So I'll say this. Our new seating arrangements are Jay and Silent Bob are now sitting alone with Loki and Bartleby and Bethany have disappeared. How do you think that happened? Do you think she snuck away and said, this, this person's pretty handsome. I'll go talk to him. But or do you think he had them move away? I, I think that my, my prediction is that Bethany is like, I'm not sitting with these two chuckleheads. And so she sat down and then Bartleby just moseyed his way over to her because she seemed more intelligent just to get some so. yeah, get some more intelligent conversation. Like, Loki's probably a little bit more able to deal with these guys than Bartleby's like, I was like a higher... I was like, a, what was he? He was not a, not a scribe. He was a... Jesus, what did they say he was? He just observed. All he did was observe stuff. <laughs> was, was he a watcher? You know, yeah. guess what? Guess what he does? Yeah, he just stands around. Like, look, he was firing brimstone. He could probably deal with these two morons a little better. Yeah, but All right. One thing that that always threw me because I'm um, 
I'm currently going through Buffy for my podcast is like if every time I would rewatch Buffy and they would talk about Giles being a watcher and in my head I was always I would always hear guess what they do <laughs> guess what they do um I do enjoy that they have a no smoking sign on the table and there's some all smoking. <laughs> well, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they fired a joint up and, and these two were like, I ain't sitting here with all the smoke and they moved to the next table over. Yeah. Um, very interesting when they hand Loki the joint and he doesn't smoke it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. He does not smoke it, right? So we, I assume this is part of the embargo. If they can't even drink alcohol, I'm sure they're not allowed to get high. Right. Yeah, I was curious about that too because so it, 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 it definitely appears that they have working lungs because you, you can assume that if they don't have you know genitals or an anus that they don't have a working digestive system. But in order to right. speak, they would have to have lungs. So you you would think that they that in theory he should be able to smoke. He should be able to bring the smoke into his lungs. But they apparently could drink because he got drunk. And he gets drunk again later. I mean, I guess that's when he cuts his wings off. But, like, he was drunk before. Remember, he got drunk and gave God the finger. Well, that was... Um, that's when they got cut off, right? Yeah, yeah but that's whenever God removed. Stuff back then. Oh. So, we, uh, Chris and I talked about this before. So, the ban was, as Metatron said, the ban was put on at that point. No more drinking, any of that stuff. We assumed that was a full drug ban at that point. It'd be unusual for you. Not to be allowed. You couldn't drink, but you could shoot black tar heroin. That would be right, right. kind of an oversight on God's <laughs> point. So we're assuming that that's a total ban. Why are these guys even abiding by the ban? Why do they even care? Yeah. Like, you were kicked out of heaven. Who gives a shit? Like, that lets you know that on some level, they were always hoping, if we're just good little boys, they'll let us back in eventually. I felt like the ban meant they couldn't do it. Not that they didn't, like, that they chose not to do it. Oh, I right? think they were just—I think they were just told by God not to do it. Sure and not. Being told by God not to do it, I think, is a little different than being told by your supervisor. I think it's the type of thing you just don't do, because if you try to sneak it, you are one hundred percent obviously going to get caught. And I can't imagine what kind of uh, repercussions you're going to get, because you got to find out if it's an Old Testament or New Testament type of day. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I'm with Chris on this. That I, I think that they are angels; they're not humans. Because they, they talk, they'll talk li- a little bit later about not having free will, and so the command of God is is word, it, like that is law, and they're not allowed. Like they cannot go against it, and they, the yeah, only reason that they're they doing couldn't. this, yeah, not that they didn't want to, that they couldn't. Counterpoint: They were told they're not allowed to leave Wisconsin. Ah, and here they go. <laughs> Right, so is it possible that they so, can't? Again, drink? was that an oversight? Uh, were, were they not told? Like it wasn't a com- not a commandment, but it wasn't like it wasn't like a uh, a papal bull saying you can't leave so you here. Think, you think they found a loophole somewhere? And they were like, oh, well, he didn't they say found a loophole could... to get to their loophole. <laughs> like it said, he said you can't walk out of Wisconsin, so they had to like take a train. Do you think that's what it was? <laughs> I tried to watch real close when he does his because Jay's not paying attention, but when. Loki pretends to smoke it. Silent Bob's watching him. And it he makes a weird like look. And for a second, I'm like, oh, he, he knows. Like, he knows this dude. Not that he doesn't know he's an angel, but like he knows this dude's full of shit. Right. He even like, gives him the eyebrows after he... Like he when he, he looks when at he him smacks smirks. his hand on the table, like, he shakes his head at him like, yeah. But like, yeah. I doubt that he would think anything like, what's going on is going on. But he would probably think, 
oh, this guy's full of it, you know. Yeah, it's got a smoke. <laughs> but then, like, whenever he taps his hand on the table, and he does give him the smile and nod. Yeah. But I don't know if that's, like, a smile and nod, like, yeah, he gets it. Or, like, the, yeah, whatever. Like, you don't want to call him on it, because what if the guy's like, I just don't want to get high, but, you know, just trying to hang out. Oh, and, and it's not like Silent Bob's going to say anything either. Yeah. No, he's got to save it up. Um, and just to show you that when they talk to Azrael, they learn nothing. I mean, it was only this week where we talked. We were just finished our conversation with him. The first thing they do is say where they're going <laughs> and you know why they're going there. Now he's being right. he's you know being a little vague about it because he's saying we're going home, but he very quickly said that we're going to New Jersey. <laughs> like they're not actively looking for you, but if they were, you're just giving yourself away, you moron. <laughs> right. Which just leads me to believe, because these are both angels, um, I am thoroughly unimpressed with Heaven and the angels in particular. <laughs> yeah, they don't have a plan. Like, they really do not have a plan at all. <laughs> I was led to believe from all the, the paintings from the Renaissance that the angels knew how to kick some ass. <laughs> and maybe they can. Maybe you give them a fiery sword and they can really get in there. But uh, strategy's not their thing. No. Yeah, they're They're servants. Where is Chris Rock's character? He never came in from the... Uh, he shows up next the, week. Right, I yeah. think that's what I was thinking. I think he's taking a power nap. You know, <laughs> you fall from heaven, you get a little tuckered out. <laughs> oh, this was fairly enjoyable, and um, this section is handled probably a little better than most 90s movies are. <laughs> when he says, uh, we're going home, and she she has that realization for a second, like, oh... Like, that's cool. Like, you guys are together. <laughs> right. And it's not until next week where he realizes what she's driving at. Yeah. <laughs> but it, most 90s movies, it would be like, oh, you know, the eyebrows would raise and everything. Well, but yeah, she's just she interested. Handles it like, well. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. go full gay panic. Yeah, yeah. No, she handles it well. Now, granted, she's also a very liberal person who works in an abortion clinic. So True. maybe not. Typical 90s person. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually... You know, I, I forget how it's how it resolves, and you know, the minute after this. But I did like how this part of it was handled, and you know, she is very open and accepting, and it's like, oh yeah, that's cool. I'm just like, oh, it's a typical couple. You know, <laughs> they can't stand each other. They're now sitting at different tables just so they don't <laughs> have to deal with each other. <laughs> that works with all sexes, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that could work if you were say it was um. You know, it's it's instead of Bartleby and Loki, it's you and your wife, Chris, and you just peel away from her to go sit with Linda Fiorentino. You think she'd be all right with that? Yeah, no, I don't think so. Probably not, especially not some strange woman on a train. I don't think that's okay. Now, I guess if you switch, maybe that would be okay if she went and sat with a strange woman, right? And you stayed with Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> well, I mean, if it's if it's in that situation, because it's. Yeah, we got to think that they're a gay couple, and then he's sitting with a, a woman. So, like, True. So if, if you're traveling with your wife, and then you know you go and have a go sit with someone who looks like Jason Momoa, and go have a conversation with him. Now, Chris, <laughs> if you were on a train, who would you go sit with? <laughs> what, Jason Momoa? No, who would you go sit with on the train? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. I live in <laughs> You want to go sit next to Cary Grant's. <laughs> okay, I don't know where I was supposed Mr. to pick Threads, that up. It's good to see you again. 
<laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to erase the memories of that, Jeff. I'm, not, I'm, <laughs> I'm never not gonna okay let it die. <laughs> Listen, it's the only movies by minute like thing that we did together that I have like any memory of. <laughs> <laughs> the other ones I completely forgot. Some of them I forgot like the day after. <laughs> Some of them I, I'm listening to podcasts. I'm like, hey, I was on this one. <laughs> I've done that before. <laughs> but it's just like I'll be listening, especially if it's been a, if it's been a while since I've listened to that one. You're like listening to it, and it'd be like Die Hard minute or something. I'm listening to it, and, and it'll be like, oh, I wonder who's on next week. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I recorded. I won't say who it is, but I recorded a you know five minutes last August, and they went on a, an extended hiatus, and it oh. still hasn't come out yet. Is it Rocky Minute? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not Rocky. <laughs> Our minutes still haven't aired. We did those before we started Dogma, which was like 500 years ago now. Yeah. And they still haven't aired our episodes of Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think they're finished then. Are they finished? I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, I don't know either. I don't know if that podcast is going to go the distance. Yeah, I would love to say that there's a lot of excitement in this minute, but this is definitely just... This minute is almost intentionally made to lull you in. Right, right. It's, it's a like in-between oh, minute. You get like that half a second where you're like, oh shit, like Bartleby and Loki are here. But then you quickly realize, like, oh, well, they don't know who each other are. You know, he's just goofing around with Jay and Silent Bob. You know, uh, Bartleby's over there putting his swerve on Bethany. Yeah, I actually think that this is a really fascinating setup because, yeah, this is really the first time that we talked about the fact that the, you know, that the two people that are trying to, well, that Bethany's trying to stop is right there in front of them. And... Bartleby and Loki have been warned that people are coming after them and these are the people and they're here together but they don't know that either one of them are the person that the other one is looking for and so they're just having a nice friendly conversation it's like <laughs> re- instead of this making an angels and last eye and all that make it like a spy movie imagine it's like you know they're agents looking for two like you know guys that were you know they were Russian agents or something but like yeah. they've never seen them, so like they bring in a specialist who is Linda Fiorentino, who also hasn't seen them. The only person who knows what they look like is the person who's asleep in his cabin right now. <laughs> so like it's a scene that like should be loaded with tension, but has none because it immediately is just like, oh, well, none of these guys know each other, so who cares? And it's it's also just so so incredible that you'll talk about this probably neither next week or the week after but just how this whole scene basically changes the entire rest of the movie like basically Bartleby and Loki switch roles which and we'll we'll get into it even more then of like that is one of the best things about this movie is because like you're led to believe from the beginning if I told you early on who's going to be the heavy out of these two you would have told me, oh, it's Loki. Yeah. You know, he's going to be the one that's going to be. Oh yeah, if, no doubt. He if seems I told like you the one, the if I told cannon. you, you know, by the end of this movie, one of these guys is going to be a real problem. Like, It'll who's it going to be? Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about it later. But like, hey, when it gets to the end, there's a couple times where Ben Affleck, when he's going like full nuts, you're like, oh shit! Like, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I could see how this guy could be a villain in a movie too. Yeah. 
and not in the way of you know making reindeer games. I mean, like an actual villain. <laughs> no, sir. Uh, and yeah, in case you were wondering, they're not on a train. Um, they're just having lights go by. <laughs> That's how you simulate yeah. train travel. <laughs> also, do you think train travel is more incognito than a bus? <laughs> is that like? I mean, you can ride a train without ever seeing like the conductor or anything like that, yeah. right? Except for tickets. They come around and get your tickets. That's it. If yeah, you know. that's it. And especially if you're doing like a, a long train trip, like they hit your tickets and put them in your seat and you never see them again. Right. The only time you'll see them again is like, I mean, they don't know from doing like shorter trips or whatever. Like they'll, they'll usually stick them in the seats or something just so they can see them. But like Amtrak and stuff, they just kind of know who's where. Just be yeah, like, oh, I, nope. Yeah. Getting off. <laughs> yeah. I have, I, I think most of the time I was on, like for a while I was taking like on almost an hour train ride and I would only see them maybe twice a lot of times just once I did see him throw a guy off one time in Secaucus that was pretty funny the guy was just being the guy was just being a rowdy asshole and then they were just like and you hear like over the thing it's like um, all conductors please head to whatever the hell train it was and you see a bunch of people like not running but like moving with purpose and you just see him they're kind of like wrestling with this guy and then um, I'll, I'll give the guy this because he, he was definitely he was on something he was probably messed up um, when they drug him off the train he at least knew enough when they drug him off and the cops showed up the Secaucus cops he stopped because he knew yeah, it that, like, it's one thing to fight with the Amtrak guys <laughs> but like you know if a cop just has to escort you off a train you know your, your, your night might be okay if he has to wrestle you to the ground and cuff you, and God forbid you start swinging at him, yeah, you're gonna have a real bad night. <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be good for you. And instead of getting like a, he's, what's he gonna get like a disorderly conduct or something? Get like a hundred fifty dollar fine? Who cares? Like, you know, you punch a cop and now you're like in court for real. <laughs> right. Yeah, that that happened one time that I can remember, and it wasn't on my car, but I could tell that they were throwing somebody off the train because, you know, like three like two of the conductors you know walked through the car and the train was stopped for you know a lot longer than usual on that stop i mean i've seen a few people get thrown off but it's usually because they don't have tickets yeah right and it and it's not even normally because of anything bad it's because you know they got on they thought they had their tickets on the phone and they don't it's like a whole thing and they just they, i mean they kick them off quote unquote they can make them get off at the next station right and that's been Train Travel with Jeff, Nate, and Chris. <laughs> Join us next week when we'll talk about pretty much the same stuff because, I mean. Yeah, I think we got a couple yeah, weeks to train, we've, don't we? I mean, honestly, I would say between us, we've probably traveled on trains more than the average person. Yeah. I mean, at least all three of us have done it. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I spent about three years whenever I was riding the train pretty much five days a week to both directions we used to cut school and, r- and ride the l train back and forth from 69th street to bridge and pratt and back and forth back and forth and this up. is what happens when there's no cell phones kids <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nothing to do <laughs> so do you think that there's a filmmaking reason for um like him showing uh linda fiorentino's reflection like as she's leaning against the window and and we kind of see her ref- like 
pretty clear refra- reflection. Uh, I don't think so, although I think it's very much a, and not obvious, it's a deliberate choice to have her in white. Like, she's the ang- she's the truly angelic one, because she's wearing white. <laughs> I think so. There's a lot of symbolism here that I've never noticed before that you guys keep... Oh, I can tell you all about color theory. Let me get Doug Greenberg over here, and we'll talk color theory for <laughs> several weeks. <laughs> and Loki has the... I mean, the Bartleby and Bo- Loki are both wearing black jackets with... Uh, Loki has the gray hoodie, and uh, Bartleby has the red hoodie. The red hood with the gray shirt. Yeah, is that supposed to let us know that he's going to be the turn? Because he's got the, you know, he's wearing red on the inside. Could be. It's like the best is I'm sure. Part of me feels like if we asked Kevin that, he'd be like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, <laughs> I just told him. Either that or he would jump on and be like, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing." Yeah, put him in two outfits. He said he used to say that about clerks, so people would be like, "I love how you filmed it in black and white to make it look like it was the security cameras and the, the story." <laughs> he's like, yeah, "Yeah, that's why I did it." <laughs> it wasn't just because the film was cheaper and easier to light. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. Does anybody else have anything for this minute or any more fun train facts? Uh, no. <laughs> I have one. I do have one train story, but I, I don't. I, I don't think I'll get into it because it's it's not a fun train story. Oh, it's about the band train. <laughs> sure. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> all right why doesn't everybody uh throw out their plugs then uh sure i am bubba wheat you can follow me on twitter as long as that's still around on where i'm at bubba wheat uh i've i do have an account on mastodon and hive but i don't <laughs> where i'm also at bubba wheat but i don't know if i'm going to actually switch to either of those yet i i still prefer twitter at this point in time but who knows where things will be in the next month or two. Uh, and my podcast, It's Time to Rewind, you can find that on Anchor, and we also have a Facebook group. And uh, that's that's pretty much it. And we have the Jane Solid Bob Minute. We're on DolingJammer.com. We did Clerks. We did Mall Rats. We did Chasing Amy. We're working our way through Dogma. Um, stay tuned. We're going to have uh, Jane Solid Bob Strike Back, Clerks too. You want me to keep going? Go ahead, I think Jeff. we're good. I know it's Friday. Go ahead. All right. So <laughs> I have the Bible quote. Um, I not only worked um, the theme for this minute into it, but this one is specifically for you, Chris. Uh-oh. Titus 2, 4 through 5. And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind, and submissive, submissive to their husbands, that the word of God may not be reviled. Who's <laughs> Okay, why was that specifically me? Because I was complaining about Because <laughs> you were having trouble with the wife tonight. <laughs> that wasn't on the podcast, though. So. <laughs> <coughs> I, I don't know. Maybe people think you're submissive to your husband.